Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Fatherhood. I'm your host today, Brian Kurth. Uh, Mike could not be here today. I'm sure he's really busy with his newborn and two-year-old, which, you know, parents, sometimes that will happen. Uh, you're just so busy you can't get to you know, your hobbies and, and some of the other things you like to do. So with Mike not being here today, I wanted to have a little discussion about uh, nutrition and staying healthy when you have little ones. Now, I'm not a, a nutritionist or, or a fitness guru or anything, but I've kind of had a long history of uh, working out and staying in shape and, or, or trying to stay in shape, I should say, and um, you know, have experimented with a lot of different types of workouts and diets and things like that. Uh, just to give you a little bit of history, um, after high school, like a lot of other people, I gained a ton of weight and this is without kids or anything. Uh, this is just not eating healthy and, uh, not being real active. And my first year out of high school, I, uh, didn't go to college right away. I actually worked and I don't know how much I gained, but I must've put on a lot of weight because, uh, I remember I was over 200 pounds, and and I know even though I hadn't, I hadn't been weighing myself in high school, I was nowhere near that in, in high school. And so when I got into college, my in first semester, we all had to take a um, uh, fitness for life class. And I remember we started out with a mile on like the first day of class, and I couldn't believe what I ran. It was like well over nine minutes. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. When I was 12 years old, I could run this in seven minutes. So then I, I started working out, and um, I got a membership to Gold's Gym at that time. I don't think that gym is around anymore, but I didn't really know a whole lot of what I was doing. Um, I basically just went right down the row of uh, machines and, and just I'd go the elliptical or the, or the treadmill and go on there for a half hour. And um, I don't remember thinking a whole lot about nutrition, too. But I, I think I did try to cut a little bit out of the junk food and things like that. And I made incredible progress in, in four months. Of course, I'm, at this time, I'm only 19 years old and I have a high rate of metabolism. So I think just getting back to you know, being active really just helped it out overall. Remember, at the end of the semester, then four months later, ran the mile again. And I think I knocked off about three minutes in the mile. I was at like six and a half minutes instead of nine and a half minutes. And so it was really important for me to see, you know, those gains and to track those gains and say like, wow, you know, I, you know, accomplished the, this feat here. Uh, then I kind of kept on um, uh, working out and and being a little bit more uh, proactive about uh, the types of workouts I did. You know, I started reading, you know, uh, health magazines and and when I'd get on the internet, you know, look up different types of workouts. And, and I really started getting into trying to uh, put on mass, too. Um, I, I started uh, lifting a lot more. And I remember this one workout I did in, in college. Uh, I was reading, I think it was Men's Fitness or, or some other health magazine. And it was the LL Cool J workout. And it was this insane workout of... 
uh, super high weight, low reps, like three to five reps. And then on another day, switching that up to incredibly low weight, but 30 to 40 reps. Um, you know, so, so I was just trying different things. And I also, I, in my later college years, I found a great workout buddy, uh, Paul Stinson, who was not huge, but he was a beast inside of the gym, and he really motivated me too. And I think that's my only time in my life where I had like a dedicated partner, and that helped out tremendously too. Um, but both just kind of encouraging each other inside the gym and everything, and and I think I made my biggest gains as far as weightlifting, you know, my whole life there. But then I actually I, I switched a bit, and for some reason. I got a bug in me uh, that I wanted to run a marathon. I I don't remember the, the circumstances of that or, or why I decided I, I wanted to do that. But um, but then I I did some research and I looked up some training schedules and and um, at this time I was working out at the YMCA and they had a nice pool and everything, so I was able to do some uh, swimming training and everything and. Uh, and then I, I, and actually getting into the marathon, I started to really look out more for my, um, nutrition too. Like, all right, what, what types of things I should be eating? I should probably stop, you know, drinking so much alcohol I mean, in college and everything. I should probably, um, try to focus more on like lean proteins and, and less pizza and things like that. So, um, I got into incredible running shape. I remember I signed up for the Green Bay Marathon. And that was in May. And I started training for it in the dead of Wisconsin winter in January. And I still remember my training schedule to this day, too. Um, that's, that's how serious I took it. And this was back in 2005 or six. Um, I remember I had two short runs of you know three to six miles, and that inched up when I got closer to the marathon. One long run of 12 to 18 miles, and this is just in a week. Um, uh, two days of swimming, and then two days on the treadmill at super high incline, and just going as hard as I can for a half hour. And what was interesting was, is I got into great running shape, but uh, because I had just been weightlifting and building mass for a couple of years before running the marathon, I was incredibly top-heavy. So I had these chicken legs, but like a big upper body. And I think that's what contributed to putting a lot of stress on my knees and everything. Because when I got done with the marathon, I had uh, a lot of issues in with, with my knees. Um, uh, I had an IT band issue. Uh, you know, I, I've basically never been able to run uh, the same since. And I've even recently had, had a couple of... Um, cortisone injections in one of my knees too but there's also thousands of miles of hiking I did from working out in national parks for a couple of summers and I did a lot of travel in my lifetime I spent some time in the Himalayas and Mongolia and hiked all throughout Latin America so um, I've, I've put a lot of miles in addition to playing tennis and basketball and, and everything so I put a lot of miles on my knees and everything um, so getting back to then uh, of how to stay fit with parenting I tell you since I'm a teacher, and since starting full-time, even before having uh, a baby and being married and everything, I've noticed, um, I'm going into my 10th year teaching, that my weight 
and kind of just my overall physical condition has been, you know, slowly deteriorating over the years. I tend to yo-yo. I mean, I I go up and wait in the wintertime, in the depths of the school year. And, uh, you know, because during the school year, it's just so much stress. stress. It's um, not just, you know, teaching during the day, but it's grading papers at night and lesson planning. Uh, You know, I'm sure it's some weeks is 80 plus hours. You know, and then then you get to the summertime, and yeah, I I have to do some teacher things in the summer, but obviously it's a lot more, you know, free time, and it's nice out, I get out jogging, I get back, and and basically I've been kind of going up and down, you know, go up 10, 15, recently since since we had a baby, 20 pounds in the wintertime, and then drop some of that back um, over the summer. But it would kind of look like a, if you could chart it all out, it would probably look like, um, like one of those stock charts or maybe maybe like a climate change chart where you have kind of ups and downs, but then you have like the trend line in between all the ups and downs, which kind of just shows an increasing weight, you know, throughout the, throughout time. And that, that would probably have been my situation recently. I mean, I've, I would say my most comfortable weight, I'm, I'm, at when I was in college and through weightlifting and running marathons and then got really into rock climbing. And then my early teaching years, you know, it was probably around 180. But then that's been just creeping up and, and I haven't seen 180 in, you know, five, six years probably. And, you know, when we had um, Luna, who's who's my uh, two and a half year old, um, you know, it's, it's really been getting a lot worse the last uh, couple of years. You know, it's it's uh, teaching during the day and then coming home at night and, and taking care of Luna because my wife works in the evening. So, you know, it's nice that we don't need daycare. We save a ton of money that way. But there's really no time for, um, you know, having a gym membership or, um, you know, like a specific time where I can right after work and just kind of go and work out. And I know some people will say, well, you know, get up before work and uh, get up early. And that's it's pretty hard to do when you put the the baby away at um you know maybe maybe down eight nine o'clock at night and then um got some papers to grade and lesson plans to do so it's it's very very difficult to find that time uh when parenting you know and and, you know I, i would say i'm a little bit envious of the parents who do have daycare and then both of them are home in the evening uh because you know, I'll talk to some of my friends who have that situation and um, they'll be like, all right, yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, like the father would be like Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays are my day to go to the gym. And there's three other days that that the other spouse goes to the gym and they're able to kind of take care of themselves a little bit, a little bit better that way and, and have that time. Now, I, I love our situation, actually, um, albeit very difficult on staying in shape and everything. Uh, and being able to exercise, and I'll get to healthy eating in a little bit too. Uh, but it, I think, it makes it a a lot more difficult to uh, to try to stay in good shape, and um, you know, because it's like I'm always on. It's like I'm I'm at work, and then I come home, and right away taking care of Luna. Um, it's it's like nonstop. So, like I said, over the last couple of years. You know, since having Luna, waist has been going up and up and up. And, and I got a scale too, you know, and I'll go on the scale and 
step on there in the mornings and, you know, get depressed and everything and be like, ah, oh, you know, I'd, and I would say about five, six months ago, I was actually at the point where I'm like, just screw it. Like, this is just the direction it's going to be in for a while now until my kids are older, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and everything. And I can actually get in more of like a workout and everything. And this is just the way it's going to be for a while. And I resigned myself to that about six months ago. And, and then, you know, because I kind of emotionally about, you know, staying in shape, kind of go up and down all the time. And then I got to about April this year and I was like, all right, you know, I really got to make a change. I had a little bit of setbacks here and there with some, um, I had another cortisone shot at my knee and I had a trigger finger issue and everything. But, um, you know, a couple months ago, right as about summer was starting, I was like, all right, I'm going to really try to stick to not just working out over the summer, but also nutrition. I gotta, I gotta try to get the, the dieting down. Um, and that's one thing that's always, like, I, I never ate a whole lot of junk food, but I always tend, I mean, I like to eat, though. I'll just say that. I'm a big fan of eating. So one of the things I was telling myself is, like, all right, I got to figure out how to cut down my portion size. Because, you know, if I'm eating something, and, and generally, you know, my wife is a fantastic cook, um, I'm fairly good myself, too. And if I'm eating something I really like, I tend to eat just too much of it. You know, like if I'm sitting in front of an amazing dish of, I don't know, let's just say chicken parmesan or something, I, I eat way too many, way too much of the spaghetti and probably too much of the chicken and everything. So too many overall calories. And so I, I said to myself, all right, I want to really try to give this a go. And I've tried dieting other times. Um, and it only seems to work out for a little while. You know, and, and I, I know I've read a lot of blogs on nutrition and, and other guides and uh, taking some things from Beachbody.com and, and some other areas. So I know what to do, like as far as balancing out my my diet and everything to the day to be able to lose weight. And I was going to combine that with, you know, a, a pretty heavy workout schedule, although I've, I've got to try to balance working out with, with also, you know, watching the little one too. So I know I'll give some tips for that in a little bit too. Um, so anyways, uh, I really got the diet going and I'll tell you what, that's probably one of the, how can I say it's the thing that you can most control as a parent is your own diet. It does get a little tricky though. I'll give you examples and parents already know this too. You make something for your child, they don't. Uh, they don't want to eat it. They don't like it. They're not feeling very hungry. I know with Luna, it is very difficult to get her to eat sometimes. And what do you do? You end up finishing it for them. Um, they'll eat a little bit, and you're like, ugh, it's, it's too small to set aside or, you know, and, and for leftovers, and I'll just finish it. So I've really focused on cutting that out. Like, all right, no. Um, I'm going to set this aside as leftovers for Luna. Um, I'm not going to, you know, finish what, what she did not finish. And and that, that helps on cutting down the calories because you're not just taking the extra mini meal right there. Um, now, the other thing I've done, and this is nothing new. This has been around now for years and years and years, is I have cut carbs. 
not easy to do. And I'll say when I first started cutting the carbs, and, and I still eat carbs, I just cut it way down, drastically down. Um, the first couple of weeks cutting carbs was the most difficult. I mean, um, I, I smoked a little bit when I was a teenager and early 20s and everything like that. I remember trying to quit. And I haven't smoked in a long time, but I still remember like trying to quit. And it was not easy. And that was almost similar to, to cutting carbs way down. Like for a couple of weeks there, I was, I was a bit moody, just like someone who might be craving you know, a cigarette or something. Uh, I was a bit moody for a couple of weeks. It was very difficult to stay out of the cabinet where a lot of the carbs are, you know, your cookies and your bread and, and um, you know, th- those types of things. Uh, however, after about three, four weeks, you know, my body really kind of got into it and I started seeing the results. Now, I will say this about carb cutting. I don't buy into the whole, oh, carbs are more difficult to burn than protein and fats and things like that. So that's why you should cut those out. I just think cutting carbs, you know, if you take a look at your diet throughout the day, and it all comes down to thermodynamics, you, you got to, you know, a calorie is heat energy. You got to burn more than you uh, consume to be able to lose weight. Now, exercise is a part of that, and that's a, you know, increasing your metabolism is super important and everything. But what I've, you know, understood before and now really kind of, you know, put my full effort into is really being able to control that diet and saying, all right, I need to run a calorie deficiency to be able to burn weight, uh, to, to lose weight and everything. And so, you know, if you take a look at like your, your three main things that you're going to be eating throughout the day, carbs, proteins, and fats, you know, you're getting fats and protein from, um, your meat and everything like that. I'm not cutting that out. I'm not going to cut out, um, you know, chicken and salmon and shrimp and turkey and, uh, you know, steak and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that's, I think those things are really healthy and, and it's, you know, it's something I'm not going to cut out and it's something that does fill me up pretty easily. Uh, I'm not going to cut out, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, there's so many vitamins and, you know, and some of the, some of the fruits and, you know, things like avocados, you can actually get a good amount of really healthy fat from, um, so I'm not going to cut that out. So that kind of leaves carbohydrates, you know, that leaves potatoes and bread and, um, you know, bagels and things like that. And out of those things, uh, what I'm going to cut out is, well, it's going to be the carbohydrates. So, you know, I'm cutting one third out of the things down. And, and, and actually, if you think about carbohydrates too, you know, that's a lot of your snack food right there. That's your chips. That's your cookies. Um, that's those things. So when I cut that out, um, the carbs, the first couple of weeks, especially, it was really hard to stick with it the first couple of weeks because um, I wasn't really seeing the results right away. I was at about 210, 211, and I wasn't seeing the results right away. You know, it was it was annoying me big time. So I was, I was about to quit and everything like that, but then I started seeing the results and I'll tell you since, you know, early June, I think I've dropped about 20 pounds and I, and I'll get to exercise in a little bit. I've gained a lot of muscle too, but I've dropped about 20 pounds. And I think most of that has come through dieting, even though I've had a pretty, um, 
intense um, exercise regimen. Most of that I just know has come from dieting. And actually, I feel so much better now, too. You know, I, basically, my diet right now is I start out the day with um, three or four eggs uh, in an omelet or scrambled or, or some, other, some other way. I'll have some fruit with that, you know, usually blueberries or something. Uh, then, you know, I'll usually have some sort of salad with chicken and salmon, uh, arugula and lettuce, uh, arugula and spinach, usually uh, salad, because you know, you get a lot more vitamins from there than iceberg. And uh, for lunch, um, maybe have a protein bar in there, you know, and you know, dinner could be a variety of things. I don't really buy into the, you need a huge breakfast and a small dinner or whatever. Like I said, it just comes down to thermodynamics. You got to have a calorie deficiency to lose weight. Uh, you got to burn more than you take in. And uh, it's been great, actually. Um, I'm surprised I've been able to stick with it because I've never been able to really stick with the diet. And I'm hoping as the school year is about to start soon that I'm going to be able to do it um, and stick with this diet. And I think I will be able to. I will say the stress of the school year and everything like that. And you might just have your own jobs in too that just stress you out some days and you know you need a little extra. And, that, and that's okay. Um, maybe you sneak in an extra candy bar or something like that. But you know, like I said, going back, it's, it's the diet that's going to make the biggest difference in weight loss. Now, with that said, working out is super important. And during the school year, you know, I get done with the school day, and then taking care of Luna, I'm exhausted. But I want to really try to stick with, uh, you know, working out. So what have I been doing, and and how do I plan on trying to stick with um, maintaining my workouts during the, um, during the school year and everything? Well, as some of you know, you know, with, with little ones, it is not easy to work out, you know, in the house with them. Uh, if you're working out and there they have the ability to crawl or walk or whatever, you know, let's just say you're trying to do some push-ups or sit-ups. They love to jump on you um, and just mess up everything you're doing. And they love to, um, you know, get your attention or, or whatever. So been able to, tr- to get around that a little bit. I'll just kind of tell you some of the things that I've done. Um, recently, you know, now that, uh, Luna is two years old, you know, she can hold the ball and throw a ball a little bit with sit-ups. You know, when, when she sees that I'm starting to do sit-ups and things like that, she'll get the ball and she'll, you know, stand on the other side of me, uh, where my feet are and basically throw the ball at me. I'll catch it, do a sit-up, hand it back to her, do another sit-up, and then she'll throw the ball back to me again. And so I can get some sit-ups in that way. And I do put on some workout videos. I, uh, I've been using P90X off and on for years and years and years. And I really love the lifting workouts. I have, I have some of my own uh, dumbbells. Uh, they range from 5 pounds up to 35 pounds. And that's really all you need uh, to build mass and everything, too, with the types of workouts in there. And a lot of the ones for P90X, too, don't require weights at all um, or bands. Although bands, if you don't have weights, just buying a, a set of bands could be just fine too. But a lot of them are just resistance workouts. It's push-ups and pull-ups, and um, pull-up bar would help out greatly too, uh, which are pretty cheap, and you can mount. They're not very difficult to mount either in your door frame. So 
I'll do some of the P90X workouts. Um, I love their weightlifting workouts. Uh, I, th- I get a lot of great results from them. And I tend to, when I um, weightlift, um, just max out every time. And the thing about the P90X workouts is, is they kind of, they, I'll play on my, on my computer and we kind of have a, a workout area set aside. And my little one, you know, they'll, they'll kind of captivate her too. And so she'll kind of look at what's going on on the screen and she'll see what I'm doing. And sometimes she tries to, you know, do the same things and everything. Now, obviously, I'm dealing with weights, so I'm always being careful. And it doesn't always work out smoothly. Um, in the workout area, if she's around and my wife cannot watch her, I'll make sure I got some stuffed animals and some books and things like that that she can look at and some other toys. I always got to be aware of my surroundings, though. I don't want to hit her with a weight or have, like, a weight fall on her foot or what or any type of thing like that. Um so you always kind of got to be aware of that too. Uh, now there's some of the other workouts in the P90X that I, I really like to do. Um, although I, I'll I admit that I'll miss some of them though uh, and, and not do them. Things like Kenpo. Plyometrics on the P90X is great. However, I only do that sparingly because it, it doesn't make my knees feel that great. It's a lot of jumping around and everything. I have a hard time concentrating on yoga. And the other problem with yoga too with... Um, you know, a two-year-old or a one-year-old is just like sit-ups and push-ups. They are jumping all over you. And in yoga, when you're trying to maintain a form and you're trying to concentrate and calm yourself, stuff like that, and your little one's pushing you over while you're trying to stay in some crazy position, it is very difficult. So I tend not to do that one. Or if I do, I just do 15, 20 minutes of it. Um, and I... Even though I've been doing yoga off and on for for many years, it's it's always a little bit boring to me. So I don't really stick with it that well either. Another great resource I've found uh, is a YouTube page called Fitness Blender. Um, Guy and a girl, uh, I think they're married, and um, just super motivated, you know, fit fitness people who just have made just a ton of incredible uh, cardio videos. They have a few lifting videos too, but most of their videos focus on cardio. You know, some are focused on on abs and some are focused on, you know, glutes and and upper body and a wide range of things. And some are just focused on just straight uh, burning calories. And I I love their videos because there's 20-minute ones, 60-minute ones. It's like whatever you got time for. And, you know, with a child, Sometimes you can get in a, a quick 20-minute workout. Sometimes you might be able to get in a little bit longer if they're in a good mood and well-fed and everything. You get into a good 60-minute workout. Really like, you know, with the cardio workouts too, again, is, you know, Luna, my, my two-year-old, will see me doing the moves and, and so she'll see the ones on, on the computer too and she'll try to do some of the moves and everything. Uh, now, when they get a little bit, you know, like I need a little bit more space and I got to watch out for her a little bit more, like if I'm doing burpees or something, you know, I got to make sure that she's not right behind me and I don't, you know, step back right into her or something. Uh, but generally, you know, I, I've, it's been pretty good. Once in a while, I got to discipline Luna if if she is trying to, I don't know, mess with a computer, which which has the workout video on it. But generally, she's fairly good, you know, when I just have a video on and I know every child is different, but you know, if they see some interesting motions going on on a uh, workout video and they see you doing it too, they're going to want to copy that. You know, they're going to want to try to do it too. 
And if you give them encouragement, even though, like, for instance, when when Luna's trying to do jumping jacks, you know, it's in a lot of the warm-ups and everything uh, for a lot of the workout videos for P90X and the Fitness Blender. You know, I'm doing jumping jacks, and she's trying to do them, too. She's not even close to doing them correctly, but I'm giving her, like, hey, good job, Luna. Kids love going to the park. I mean, she starts laughing and giggling, and she's getting into it, too. And, you know, that kind of helps with her buy-in. One, one and a half. Obviously, you got to pay close attention to the park. It's going to just help you get it in and get it done. In Appleton, our park is going to make you feel good. For two to five-year-olds. You're kind of sharing a little experience with them, too. Although I will say now that Luna's two and a half. You're planting a seed. She's climbing everything. She's just fine in the five-year-old. You know, getting to working out and cardio and those things. You know, so what, what I do is is um, it, just just daily walks, or almost every day. Not not every day, but almost every day. And, and I'm keeping track of my um, steps and everything, and how far I go. Um, you know, I we I, one thing if you haven't yet, um, you haven't had kids yet, or you got a newborn or anything, is you should invest in is a solid jogging stroller. First one we got, I got off a of Craigslist and it was used and it was crappy and I don't know, it just didn't work out that well. Then my wife was like, "All right, I want to jog more and everything like that. And I want like a nicer stroller." So she went and kind of forked out the money for a nice one at uh, Toys R Us, and actually it wasn't that expensive. You know, it was probably about I think it was a little less than a hundred dollars. Man, is that thing smooth though? It's it's not difficult to go on a slow jog with it or just a really fast walk. And, you know, Luna loves it, too. I mean, she loves going to the park. She'll say to me, she knows, like, when mom leaves for work, because we usually go to the park then. Right when mom leaves to work, you know, the car leaves, she turns to me now and goes, park, park, park. I was like, okay, yeah, we're we're going to the park. And I don't go to the closest one to me either. I mean, we're lucky. We're we're in a nice city of Appleton, and there's tons and tons of parks. And we, you know, so I'll mix it up. I'll go to a park that's a mile, two miles, two and a half miles away or so, you know, and then when I get to the park too, you know, I'll play with Luna a bit, but then I don't just sit there. I see like some parents sitting there on their phones or some of them in the noise. One of my biggest pet peeves is parents smoking around uh, at the park, but I will, uh, you know, walk around the playground area. Of course, I'm always paying attention to my, my, you know, my little one and everything, and helping her out and everything. And a lot of times, she's at the park and she's just fine on on her own. Um, so I'll, I'll walk around and actually I'll do a lot of pull-ups too. Um, I'll stop and I'll, I'll jump and do some pull-ups on the um, swing set and everything. I'll, I'll even set like a goal for myself, like, all right, when I get to the park today, I'm going to do. 50 pull-ups, very different, various different types. And not at a time, you know, I'll do five and then I'll walk around a little bit, play with Luna a little bit, do another five, walk around a little bit, play with Luna and do another five or whatever. And different types of pull-ups too. Uh, pull-ups where my hands are in close, wide pull-ups, um, reverse, all reverse chin-ups, all those types of things. And, uh, you know, that, that has just really helped out a lot too. And I want to, when the when I get back to the school year and everything, and for those parents who just work, you know, nine to fives or seven to threes or whatever, I'm going to keep doing that. I mean, as as long as the weather is still nice, and even when it starts to get a bit chilly in November, when I get home, you know, Luna and I, first thing we're going to do, go for a walk to the park, keep getting that cardio in as much as possible, uh, because that, you know, is is key to keeping that metabolism up, keeping yourself just feeling good too. You know, for for you, I mean, my biggest tips are, you know, 
try to stick with the diet and healthy eating as much as possible. Even if you go through like the first three weeks and you're really struggling or two weeks or one week or whatever and you're really struggling, just try to stick with it. Uh, because after a few months, you know, that diet is going to turn into, well, this is my routine now. This is this is what I eat every day. Um, uh, you know, of course, there's always cheat days and things like that. Um, and th- those are just fine. But once you get into that healthy eating, and I can feel it now, like this is, you know, my cravings, my hunger cravings have gone way down. When I first started the diet, uh, you know, I was dying. I was like, oh, I'm so hungry right now. But I don't know if, if it's like psychological and physical or some physical, but like if my stomach has, has shrunk, I mean, my actual stomach, not just like, you know, the fat around <laughs> my belly, but like, like my actual stomach has shrunk a bit, but I'm not nearly as hungry and I don't crave those things like donuts and, you know, um, uh, bread and pasta and all that kind of stuff as, as I used to. So it's, it's a big lifestyle change. And I, and I always knew, like I said before, I always knew diet is like the, one of the biggest factors. You can't just work out um, w- without also having a good, healthy diet once you get into your 30s and on, your metabolism is really slowed down. So, I mean, I might have been able to get by with just working out and really crappy diet when I was in college. And that was just, fine, you know, high metabolism, stayed in good shape. But now that I'm getting older, you know, it's the diet's got to come right along with it. And so I'm going to try to stick with it. And um, I hope you guys picked up a few tips today about uh, nutrition and dieting and trying to work out with a little one. Oh, also, if you could please uh, rate and review the show on iTunes, this being the second episode, show is very new. Um, we're trying to, you know, get the word out in various ways, but it's actually pretty difficult to, um, so please rate and review on iTunes and that will help us get us, uh, noticed more on iTunes and everything. And that will get the show out more because when you get more ratings and reviews and everything, then your show kind of goes up on the search, the searches and everything and people can find the show easier. So, um, also too, if you want to, if you have any questions or if you have anything that, you'd like the show to cover, uh, send an email to fatherhoodpodcast2 at gmail.com. Apparently, although I searched, there is no one that has this you know name of a podcast. Somebody has already taken fatherhoodpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to email, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thoughts about the show, questions, topics you'd like to hear covered, Fatherhood podcast, and then the number two at gmail.com. Um, you can find the show on iTunes. It should be on the Stitcher app soon. I'm waiting for confirmation on that. Uh, it's also on SoundCloud. We have a bare bones WordPress page right now. It's just called Fatherhood Podcast. Um, uh, WordPress.com. And there's a SoundCloud page too, which is just Fatherhood Podcast. So that is all out there too. A lot of different ways to listen. Um, hoping to hear some feedback and, like I said, rate and review. That would really help us out. Thanks. Thanks.